Hi. Hi. Hello, it's Joey. Joey McGarry. This is How to Be Unpopular podcast number 96, 97, something like that. I'm just going to keep pumping them out. Um, you know, people keep flaking. If uh, people aren't coming through, um, you know, I'm going to keep recording podcasts until we get to 100. I selfishly want to hear podcast 100. Today is uh, Wednesday. It's fairly cloudy outside, rain this morning, but it has a nice, crisp, fresh feeling outside. Um, I'm in the basement of the house that I live in uh, with my girlfriend, and uh, she's not here right now, the house that I live in with my girlfriend. Um, I'm staring at my uh, stupidly large... DVD collection that I wish I didn't uh, purchase all of those DVDs over the year and and in fact if I would if I could get all of that money back right now and invested in making um, a movie myself probably would have been the smartest road no one told me you could stream pretty much every movie online when I started buying DVDs no one told me every album would be available online in a click of a button when I had bought a lot of CDs no one told me that you could get access to whatever information you wanted instead of buying a magazine. But I still like books. And I, I may purchase a DVD maybe once in a while, but it's rare. Same with CDs. Um, vinyl, I want to get back into purchasing because there's an appreciation um of flipping the record and there's this there's a warm sound even if it's like a placebo effect that you think the sounds warmer i swear it sounds warmer um because it's an organic thing right it's just a line on a record there's something really fun about listening to records too it could be that it's in our blood that we, but whatever whatever in the end it's up to you how you experience things it's just physical media is kind of uh um kind of annoying oh when I deal with printers and uh, burning DVDs and stuff oh god what a mess get real so I came off of a fun weekend it was Dallas Kurtz's Dallas Kurtz's Dallas Kurtz's stag weekend and there was camping and skating and I had a lot of really good conversations with a lot of awesome people. Um, I'm filled with a lot of appreciation from this weekend. Um, the how cool everyone is, how funny everyone is. Like my gut hurt from laughing so hard. Um, one of the things that kept popping up was it's so funny that all of these interesting people who who could have like done anything like a lot of people quit uh professional sports when they were younger to pursue rollerblading and uh and we're all still rollerblading a lot of us are pushing 30 or around 30 some are even older 
Um, and we're still getting together and going rollerblading together. And it's really funny. Um, kind of like a few things that came up as well um, that reminded me important things. It's important to get together. It's important to to get together. As you get older, um, especially with skating friends, it's really important to connect and have those those camping weekends and those skating times. Um, we need to try and make more time to do things like that. Um, how fun it is to... And, and the men's club, too. The The men's club is something that's that's deeply ingrained in us for I don't even know how many hundreds or maybe thousands of years. Men getting together and bullshitting and laughing, um, just dick jokes and dumb, the dumb sense of humor and the smart sense of humor, like uh, like shit talking, but in in the genuine endearing way that makes you laugh really hard and you have to be on your toes because someone's gonna throw out a one-liner at any point. Sitting around a fire in a circle, people telling stories, people laughing. It's awesome. It's awesome. And some of the skating that I witnessed this weekend, whew, people are really good at skating. People are really good at skating. Josh Silver, who isn't very well known because he's never, he's never really like cared to have a section. He's someone who's just really good and, uh, just hasn't had like a section really, but holy shit, he's good. And watching um, Leon and Todd develop some ideas on the Seba skates was really interesting. I'm not sure where I'm gonna go yet with that. I'm not sure if I want to. Sean Unwin, watching him do some really crazy uh, uh, Kong stuff that got my mind going. Um. It was just really fun. I got some notes here. Uh, it's important to get away from your from your everyday life. I, I mean, yes, there's the men's club and yes, there's skating. Just in general, it's important to adventure and, and get away. Get away from your everyday. People are dying to let loose in all different ways. And this, this was very, very good. Mm. What else do I have about this? And connecting with nature is really important because you do that when you're camping. Um, <laughs> okay. One thing that's really important, and it's hard to do, and it's hard to know when to do it, but is to not give a shit. If you give no shits in the right situation, that means that you're probably pretty close to that thing inside of you that makes you you. If you don't give a shit. You have to be nice to people. But there's some really good situations where you're not supposed to give a shit. Um, case in point. If you were to uh, skate at a park. No, 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 no. This isn't the right. Uh, if you were to bomb down a hill, full speed, backwards, um, helmet is your choice. It might be a smart, smart idea to have a helmet. And you were just 
bombing down a hill backwards, that's a really good example of like not giving a shit. If you were completely by yourself and you were bombing down a hill backwards and people would, people would look like, man, that guy really doesn't give a shit. And then they would get stoked to do something, you know, like that, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully that made sense. I'll, I'll skip through here. Um, this weekend we started filming, where we filmed a little bit more for the new mushroom blading film. And uh, I'm not putting any pressure. See, like, for Todd's stag weekend, I filmed everything. And for this weekend, it was the opposite. I just filmed little bits and pieces. When you start a project, um, there's this book by Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp, I think is the name, called The Creative Habit. Learn it and use it for life. And she talks about spine. Uh, before you start any big project, you have to try and find the spine of it, right? You think of the spine on your body, how flexible it is, but it keeps us up. <laughs> it's It's like... It connects a bunch of really important things. It's the spine, man. Healthy spine, healthy life. So right now, I'm trying to like find the spine, and I'm talking it out with Todd, even some other people, trying to find the spine of this work. So it's really nice when you start a project to go out and film and not really have much of an idea at first on what the final product's going to be like. I've talked before about the difference between filming and editing is is so so different they it's night and day pretty much sorry so i it's just fucking super fun to allow time and space to shape a project um with other videos recently been filming lots and short amounts of time and this is maybe going to be the opposite and I'm really excited about that. It gives my, gives my uh, imagination more room to do a little dance and uh, some of the stuff that we have filmed for has been really cool and I like feeling out ideas. Um, I fucked my tailbone up really badly on coping and it hurts a lot. I looked it up online. If it's a bruised tailbone It'll take a few weeks, but if, if there's still pain in a month, that means that I fractured something and I might be fucked for a while, but most probably not. I'm hoping it's just bruised. It's like that. If you sit, if you've ever had like a bruised tailbone, if you sit back for too long and then you have to get up, it's like someone's stabbing a knife right above where your ass crack starts, just like a, like a, like a dull pain, but I don't know how it can be sharp and dull at the same time, but it's a sharp, dull pain. And um, I had this weird feeling, I don't know if I made this happen to myself or not. It, it was on a quarter pipe. I missed a sole grind, and because I'm in those K2s right now, with the flat heel, I slipped back uncharacteristically. Um, in REMS, there's a little bit of a heel lift and when I miss my soles, I can like catch myself in a in a different way. And with the K2s, I like had that fall back feeling and it was just all my weight on just metal and the top bone, my coccyx, I think it's called. 
and it hurt so much in the moment. I was able to skate a little bit more, but it was the next day than when we were at this park, Sycamuse, and I just knew I couldn't skate. I knew I couldn't do mind over matter, which was a great piece of wisdom that, that Tom told me this weekend, mind over matter. But um, anytime I have kind of a deep time of change going on, when uh, projects that I'm working on and life stuff, everything seems to be changing and wanting to move forward. Sometimes I'll be physically forced out of my comfort zone um, by an injury or a sickness, which causes a reflection period, which um, usually I'll gain some valuable information in that period that'll allow me to move forward. So mainly I'm thinking I was supposed to fuck my tailbone up so I could finish some editing of some projects that I need to finish and just focus on work for a bit, do lots of writing, do some podcasting. Um, it doesn't hurt so much where I can't go rec skating, so I'll probably use my speed skates a few times, um, probably put my, my power blade frames back on my K2s and just do some rolling stuff, um, especially watching... Uh, Watching Todd and Leon skate uh, have been has been giving me a lot of ideas. It's so weird to think about if you skate power blades or seba skates at, at a skate park, you have so many pre-programmed habits that are built into you that you really think that you're limited at first. That like the fact that you can't do royales and front sides and back sides and all that stuff but I was watching Le he's Leon so I mean it, it's not everyone has Leon's gift but Leon was doing backslides and royales and fast slides on one of the rails in the park a couple rails in the park in 80 millimeter wheels with no groove he was sliding on his wheels. It really starts to make you think about the possibilities um, on those skates, especially since we just assume we can't do that stuff. Someone does it, and then it, it's almost like, fuck, why isn't someone exploring that more? There's something about the grip uh, that it's not a grind, it's like a slide, and, and sometimes he would do stuff and the wheels would go like, and just imagine if you if you skated those skates for uh, I don't know five years and then just got used to like the consistency of how they slid on things and you got used to like if you did whack something how it would slide you still take some awful falls but who doesn't in any other skates it just seems like this full circle thing um, back to bigger wheels is going to open up a lot of uh, new ideas for skating. Mm. But I just have this hold up inside of myself. I do like the idea of committing a nice chunk of summer to just skating Sebas or power blades and seeing where that takes my skating. But again, I have so many pre-programmed things, set slides, and the fact that, you know, 57s or 60s are lower to the ground, um, I don't know if I could give that up, but I think 
that uh, fear of doing it and that holding back of doing it and that feeling like, oh, no, this isn't as fun. I don't have as many of my grands. That's a good thing. That means you're closer to some kind of very interesting progression. You know? Hmm. I was watching an edit today that Jeremy Soderberg section from uh, Take Your Time, which is a good thing to consider. You know, take your time. Go slowly. I like that phrase or name. And I did something that I remember Mason taught me, but I did a different version. And I think I've talked about this before. We were sitting and watching a Dustin Latimer section, and Mason once told me, he's like, just watch Latimer's head, what his head does. Just watch like his head and his upper body. And, and I'm pretty sure Mason learned a lot about skating from doing that. And I remember watching that and just having my mind blown about how much you can learn watching one of the best, if not the best. I think you could alternate between Latimer and Feinberg. They're pretty much in their own departments. They're the best in their own departments. Latimer's department being uh, pushing the sport in an avant-garde way and being the first to do a lot of things. And Feinberg, just sheer uh, talent, sheer raw talent, um, which there's always a big difference between uh, like an intuitive skater and someone who's broken it down. But I guess they are both intuitive skaters. Anywho, I was watching that Jeremy Soderberg section and I was watching, I, I like started covering his feet with my hand on the computer screen and I started to ask myself like what looks interesting here and I found that a lot of the most interesting stuff was the really, really, really simple ideas where uh, the upper body did very fluid movements and the arms weren't waving around too much. So uh, it was very uh, profound because it goes with that idea of like, I think of grinding way too much still, even though I, I try to take it out of my skating and it's built into my skating and it's so fun. It, it's such a quick, easy fix that if I was in Seba's, I, w I feel like I wouldn't be able to grind. But actually, well, that's the, yeah, that's another thing. If I was watching a section of someone doing like fluid, uh, even if you're watching like someone doing cone skating or like skating down the street, things that would look really nice would be like smooth carves, like a really smooth carve, um, if that makes any sense. And what I was going to say was that Leon and Todd um, both had, oh, and Sean, they had the aggressive kit on the Sebas, so there's like a little backslide plate that protects the frame that makes it slide quicker, and then there's a, a sole plate that looks quite a bit like the, the rollerblade sole plate, but um, has like a groove in it, and it has like the classic Razor's speed dimples. And uh, some of the stuff they were doing, we we're talking about, let's just say you take, you get a pair of Sebas or power blades or whatever, and you take all of your, your grinds out, but you can only do one footed sole grinds. That's not bad at all. That's actually really good. If you could only do Macchio and fish brain variations, that's, that's like 
that's a good place to be. If you only had one grind to do and it was the one-footed soul grind, that's not a bad launching place at all. Not at all. Mm. So that idea of covering up, oh, covering up something, limiting covering up something that you're used to seeing. When you watch a section, cover up the feet. Watch the upper body. What is it doing? You'll learn so much stuff. What is the spine of your work? Covering up grinds from your skating. What would your skating be if you couldn't grind? What would it be if you couldn't grind? Cover up your, watch a section of yourself and cover up your, your feet. What do you learn? What is there? Maybe think about this because we ran out of garbage bags yesterday and there's a garbage can at the end of the island in our kitchen. And I'm always used to like, just without even thinking, throwing something into the garbage. And today, I fucking knew there was no garbage bag in the garbage can. That there was a separate bag that was like on top of the island that I had to put garbage into. Five times, and I'm probably gonna go back upstairs, and I know the garbage can's empty. But I keep going back to throw garbage into it. That's how I think about like me going to a skate park or going skating. I have like so many pre-programmed things that I just do. And if those things weren't available to me, I, I would have to rethink if that makes any sense. I would, I would have to start new habits. So let's just say I go to the grocery store and there's no garbage bags. I got to think of something new, like either the bag's going to be in a different position or you got to get a new garbage can and you're going to have to take all the garbage more because you use uh, grocery bags. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, over the next decade, I like to give myself lots of time. Um, I want to study more things outside of skating that relate to skating. And I want to watch more movies that, that enhance my idea of what a skate video is. Um, I recorded like a, like a mini little message for a couple people, Todd and Leon. And I was touching on the idea of like, why, why do we still make skate videos the way that we do? And it's, and it's the same reason I said why um, I carry quirks that my dad might have that were, you know, a product of our environment no matter what. And we grew up on, you know, skate videos, which came from skateboarding videos, which came from skiing videos, I guess may have been the first. And why these podcasts are so awesome, hearing people talk for, you know, two hours sometimes, we're, I feel like we're, we want new structures in skating, especially people who get older and skating stays this skating, like the marketing and the videos, a lot of stuff stays the same and you get older and it's harder to connect with it. So things like these podcasts or 
breaking away from your habits in skating by by you know trying out big wheel skates trying out different kinds of skating um filming solo edits like just breaking away from what you're used to it's really healthy and i feel like there's a lot of people at the age right now that want new things new structures and it's good i feel like it's happening I'm surprised. I'm surprised more people haven't started a podcast, uh, because it's just such a great tool for communication. Oh, here's another thing. Because everyone was so funny this weekend, um, probably one of the most important tools to communicate ideas, in in my opinion, uh, is humor. I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy. Um, like everyone that I, that I talked to this weekend was a comedian, a very distinct comedian that had been developing a sense of humor, uh, close to their personality or their soul, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, I thought about, especially in, in skate videos, the, the loss of, of humor, um, it's probably one of the most important ways to communicate ideas and feelings and I mean I love art films but I love films that balance kind of like uh, creativity artiness but they have a sense of humor and they don't take themselves too seriously which Todd and I talked about why Bill Murray is so awesome he has found whatever it is like he knows he knows what's up he his performances straddle the line perfectly like is he is he subtly making fun of this movie but at the same time he's completely in the moment it's so awesome so i wish skate videos were funnier and i like them being darker because it is a dark thing to be a lost boy in never never line and continue to follow this thing and there is value in it. Um, humor. Humor is a great way to communicate ideas. Don't forget that. Be in touch with your sense of humor. And if you don't have one, you're crazy. Everyone has one. What do you find funny? Same thing. Like, what in your... If you were to cover up your feet or cover up someone's feet when they're skating, what's left, you know? If you were to cover up your serious side and you just had a joking side left, what would come through? What of you would come through in that? Are you ridiculous? Are you sarcastic? Are you so dry that most people just don't even get it? Are you completely genuine and sincere to the point that what you say might not be funny, but it's funny to everyone else? That That's one of my favorite kinds of funny. Just when you say something that wasn't supposed to be funny and everyone laughs. That is the best kind of humor for me. Mm. I wrote a quote down here. Um, this reminds me of uh, Chris Edwards sliding a rail in 72 millimeter wheels and then watching Leon uh, slide a rail in 80 millimeter 
wheels this weekend. At first, people refused to believe that a strange new thing can be done. And then they begin to hope it can be done. Then they see it can be done. Then it is done. And the world wonders why it was not done centuries ago. So, technically, not the best example was the rail slide. You can even think of Matthew Ledoux doing um, uh, Kong or Vault or whatever it is. That it seemed so ridiculous if a rollerblader would have done that, it would have seemed like a joke trick. But I swear, in those joke tricks, there's something there. There's like, there's a bit of a, there's something new there that must be followed. I watched Sean do some Kong variations that I haven't seen yet. Um, stuff that obviously you can see in parkour, but I haven't seen these Kong variations done. It's crazy how many things you can do just with hand plants and, and carving. If you were to just explore hand planting and getting really good at carving and turning, it's crazy what you can do. I mean, I can't do shit on rollerblades when I think about it. I'm barely scratching the surface. I'm just trying to like start to figure it out. And even when I think to, I'm starting to figure it out, I'm not even close to what I imagine skating to be in the future. Dustin Latimer, in his second word section, he did a 900 over a hump with a backslide tap to switch backside backslide tap in the middle of the 900. Has anyone touched that? There's like tricks that you can do that are so far from what anyone's done that no one can actually follow them because it's like someone came in a time machine, did a trick, and was like, this is, <laughs> this is my gift to the past. I have come from the future <laughs> with great knowledge to share with everyone. And then here we are still doing the same shit that we usually do. We can like push it in, in weird directions, but to really, to really create something like that was, that's totally new like that is harder and it's possible, but it's really difficult to get out of our, uh, our aggressive skating pre-programming. I feel as though it's starting, you know, I come from a place of great hope and faith that we're just getting started on this shit. I really have a feeling that my own life has come full circle right now and that I'm more excited than I've ever been to uh, make stuff and and I have I have big ideas and I you know, I just really want to make something good when Leon says uh, in his podcast like his mission statement is to or I can't remember what if it was with shop tasks it's to make rollerblading popular and it's a really good mission statement and I was thinking about how the videos that we made oh my tailbone fuck I was just stretching the videos that we made when we started out ah oh, had not to make rollerblading popular but to present rollerblading in an entertaining way and we kind of did we kind of did but I feel like um, I had to go down the experimental path for a while 
which is important. And now I want to come back and I don't necessarily want to make videos that are entertaining. I want to make videos with a spine. With integrity. Just kidding. You know what I'm talking about. A new idea is condemned as ridiculous and then dismissed as trivial until it finally becomes what everybody knows. How futuristic is it that I'm recording my voice into this little tiny thing and then I can just upload it to the internet and share all these ideas with people. So we were talking about this on the drive, one of our many good conversations. Everybody has a broadcasting studio. Everybody that has a computer and a phone has a broadcasting studio, has a TV station. Do you realize that? Do you realize that you have the power to have a TV and radio station if you want? And you're carrying it in your pocket or you have it in your house? What do you want to do with that? Man. There's so much inspiration out there right now and there's so many possibilities that it's hard to keep focus. That's probably one of my main things over the next decade that, like I said, I don't want to set goals too close. I like to set them over long periods of time. My biggest one is to just eventually make a movie and then far, far down the road some kind of uh, documentary on skating, but maybe it wouldn't be a documentary, I don't know. I definitely want to make a movie with skating in it, but to, for that not to be the focus, which I've hinted at. But I, to be really, really focused about what you want to do, you're going to wane back and forth. You're going to have days where you have to be absolutely lazy. Like after this weekend, the reason I'm recording this now is it's Wednesday. It usually takes me three days of processing time and in that I mean I get a little bit of stuff done but for the most part I just need to uh, recharge, be a lazy piece of shit, um, numb out, numbing out is really important, uh, slowly process some stuff, writing's good um, and then all of a sudden you can do something like this, a podcast. It comes out, your processing comes out in interesting ways. It's like okay so I had a great experience this weekend um, I thought this, this, and this about it, and then you start filling some things out, and then you can start to move forward, you know? You know? You know? I had uh, a double espresso this morning, and, uh, and I took the dog for a walk, which was awesome. Um, listened to some music while taking the dog for a walk, had a good breakfast, uh, then made a shake and drink coffee, and that's where I am right now. So if I'm a little bit too fast to follow, it's probably because I had a little bit too much caffeine, but that's okay, because uh, every once in a while you have to have too much caffeine. If you're feeling good, that's fine, too, because I wrote for a bit. About, I'm looking at a bike right now. So, 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 so. That could be it. Just a short one, you know? But I'll quickly look at my notes here. <laughs> ah, leaning forward, my tailbone. Mm. Uh, oh, my final point. 
being organized kind of falls in line with being focused. So I packed for this camping trip. I did the shittiest packing job. Um, I put, I just like threw a bunch of shit in a bag, threw some stuff outside of a bag. I didn't pack properly. You want to know how much time I wasted this weekend looking for stuff, like with the flashlight in the dark, not knowing where I put something? Um, if you're organized, if you're really organized and really prepared, oh man, do you know how easy it is to enjoy things? Not just for camping, just in general, like a day of skating. If your batteries are charged, you have lens wipes. If your bearings are smooth rolling, you have good wheels. You have, you've taken a poop, you've stretched, you have a trick list. There's nothing wrong with being super, super prepared and organized for what you're going to do. That's another thing over the next 10 years. I'm telling you, it takes a long time to get there, to really be prepared. Making lists, checking them twice, figuring out if you're not... <laughs> Very nice, I had to go there, sorry. That is true though, making a list, checking it twice, figuring out if you've been naughty or nice. Someone's gonna find out if you've been naughty or nice. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, what was I Okay, yeah, so being organized. So, that's so important. If I was more organized, things would have flowed a little bit smoother. I, I'm pretty sure I wasted, if you added up all the time, it could have been close to 40 minutes uh, 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 around the whole weekend. Like, Just not, uh, not being focused on my packing skills. And you know how comfortable it is to be that organized? Girls are good at it. Girls are like... Girls have it built in to be fucking organized. The things that they carry in their purse or that they bring along for a camping trip, jeez. I mean, I'm a late bloomer, bloomer in that department as it is, so I'm even behind as a guy in terms of planning and organization. Um, my time zone as well is a little bit off, as many people know. Mm. And then what was my final point there? Oh. And if your room is really messy, your personal space, you gotta clean that shit. You wanna know why? Because anytime shit is messy around me, it's just a reflection with what's going on inside of me. It means that there's a mess inside. And you have to clean up the external mess to, to show that, you know, external reflects internal. Internal reflects external. You know, get organized, get focused, get clean. <laughs> Make a list, check it twice. Figure out if you're not even nice. Cover your feet. Cover feet in a skate section that you're watching. You're going to find out just how silly it all is. You know? You know, I know. I know. Well, it's been fun, guys. Uh, final quote. You can analyze the past, but you need to design the future. 
That is the difference between suffering the future and enjoying it. Let's design some future together. The time is now. Future now. We have the power, we have the technology.